0: Alright guys, welcome back to another Whiskey Brothers podcast. Greg, we've been sleeping for a couple of weeks, but we're back. Well rested. Absolutely. Well rested, but ready to go. Looking forward to this one. Ready to rumble. This is uh, an interesting topic. So obviously, or well, maybe it's not obvious, but we got the inspiration for this podcast from uh, the Whiskey Club social media page throwing out throwing out a bombshell of a question. Mm. Uh, which is if you could only drink from five distilleries for the rest of your life, what would those five be? Now, what I found interesting and a little comment that made me laugh about that was they had up a picture and it was five rows uh, of five whiskeys. So they just showed 25 just as a, a demonstration of these are some of the ones you could pick. And one of the first comments was, uh, I'll take all five rows, thanks. Mm. <laughs> so that's a very solid, uh, solid answer. But we have, uh, we've got our brains together, separately, but now together, and we have picked five each, different approaches, you know, from what we've spoken about pre-podcast, our pre-podcast podcast, Mm -hmm. podcast. yeah, Uh, different approaches, and we've ended up with having one the same, one of the five the same, and the other four different, so we're going to talk about nine distilleries now, and
1: why they're in our top fives. Uh, I mean, it's hard, I could... Yeah, it's like trying to do recently doing top ten favorite songs of all time, like ten. How do you get to ten? It's just and again, it's just part of the process. It's an enjoyable process thinking about it. Um, hopefully, there's not too much debate, but it's. Um, yeah, I thought I thought we'd get more than one. If I'm honest, but we've uh, we're just sharing one at the moment.
0: I didn't I didn't enjoy it as much as uh, maybe you did because I felt a little bit sad. Actually, honestly, when I opened my whiskey cabinet, I went, "Let's have a look what I've got." There's a couple that I can't have you, can't have you, never going to see you again. And I found that a little bit disheartening. In fact, so much so that I'm currently drinking, spoiler alert, I'm drinking a Glengoyne Legacy. Glengoyne didn't make my uh, five whiskey distilleries. And I'm almost drinking it, you know, as a little, in spite of the fact that uh, we can only have five. This is not on the list. This is not um, allowed but it's
1: not accurate, right? It's, it's a dream. We've made this up. So well, yeah, I'm, I'm more of a glass half full guy. So I was quite, um, I enjoyed the process in terms of once I thought about a distillery, I I started salivating like, well, look at this one. I, I can have access to this. And like maybe it's their core range. They do some different, um, you know, premium stuff or a different expression. And so I actually, um, it's quite a positive process for me. I'm very, I'm very, indecisive at the best at times. So it's, it's not been um, an easy process, but I've enjoyed it nonetheless. So before we get into the actual five of you each picked,
0: mm. um, give me give me an insight into your mindset. How did you tackle, and let's be honest, this is one of the great problems. This is one of the great problems you're probably ever going to encounter. If you can only pick five whiskey the rest of your life, it's a challenging problem. What uh tactics what angles did you take how did you attack it how did you come up with your list
1: oh look the same way i'd approach any whiskey um, with some care not as probably as much thought pre-podcast discussion as you but um i sort of let my uh the taste buds do the talking in the old factory what are the smells i'd like to smell uh, moving forward so i've literally just gone um the taste buds and what Am I going to get sick of it? Is there, is there a distillery that has got that wow factor, but um, I wouldn't go out and buy a bottle. Well, obviously that's not in. Um, is a distillery that's got an exceptional expression that I really love, but how long are they producing that for consistently if I don't like the others? So I've gone for distilleries that I enjoy um, several parts of their range, albeit core or perhaps special bottlings. But so I've gone for that first and foremost, variety in the distillery. And um, for me, again, consistency. How, how long have they been doing this? Are they a flash in the pan? Um, are the casts full? Is that happening? Or is it, are they they fake casts out there? The young distillery up and coming? Um, so how much, how much time, history, um, have they put into the juice thus far? And that's given me a bit of a guide as how, how long they'll be around for. I've got probably you yeah, know, 50 years out of pinch in me. Um, so I need to see I looked for for that sort of solidarity in where they've come from. So that was for me. And I again I'm a bit more the palate's probably, you know, leaning towards peat. So it was hard to um, it was hard to, to pick a number of peat versus no peat and things like that. But yeah, flavor, longevity and um, and depth in their, their expressions. What
0: about you? Yeah, so my approach—I took it quite literally. As in, if I could only drink from five distilleries forever, what would I want? Mm. And so, <clears throat> thing is, Greg. Some days I wake up and I don't want a sherry bomb. Some days I do. Uh, and so I had to think about what are the kind of
1: whiskies I enjoy drinking, and I've mm. got to include them. Is this oh. pre-coffee, like when you wake up? Like, have we got a, an alcoholic problem here, or is this just what you think? you got to hankering for when you wake up do you not think about what well, whiskey to drink when you go home from work when you wake up in the morning well they're but... two different scenarios but when i when i wake up in the morning that the first instinct at the moment um mm. is not gee i love a you know a sherry bomb right now in the palate no
0: well i think that's going to come out in the list then by the sounds but i do wake up thinking about what i'm going to have for dinner mm. Mm meal and what i'm going to wash it down with so so Mm. i'm thinking about what are the kinds of whiskies i enjoy drinking i've got to make sure i have some version of those whiskies available to me at all times and so my list is not necessarily filled with uh if you if the question was what are the five best distilleries i would have a different list let's say that what are my five like if in my personal opinion what do i think the five best distilleries are Mm. different question to um, if I could only drink from five distilleries for the rest of my life. So I approached it, you know, you're going to hear from my list, met, there's some couple of curveballs I've probably thrown out there, but they serve a purpose. I took it very literally about what can I drink, what would I have access to, and so my list is encompassing of all those varieties, you know. All um, encompassing by the sounds of it. It is. It's, it's a little bit of something. There's a little bit of something in there for everyone, I think. Uh, and I've also made, you know, I couldn't, I did narrow it down to five because that's what we had to do. But I've got four or five extras that I'm really—I'm not going to explain. But I'm just going to briefly mention right at the end that we're close, we're very close, and I couldn't get them in, but I would like to get them
1: in. And they're ones are probably going to be sad that I'm never going to drink again in this made-up pretend world.
2: Mm.
1: Well, let's just try and start beat about it. Let's try and be positive and and concentrate on what's in front of us, what we're what we're moving towards. Okay. Well, let's start. Let's start with the first one, um,
0: and we'll peel off after that because we both agree on this one. Mm. So the first one. To be honest, like as soon as I thought of this uh, this question, this is the first one I picked. Like we do not even
1: thinking about it when this one's in. Were mm. you the same with this one? Absolutely. I've. Uh, it's probably no surprise as to which one it is. We we speak highly of it. We post a lot about it, um, and it's just a no brainer for me. Yeah.
0: So the Balvenie's in. The Balvenie's is the first one in. Um, my rationale behind it. First of all, well, it's the first one I thought about. Uh, so that it got straight in just for that reason. But, you know, thinking about my process about what I want to drink forever, I want to have something I can rely on. I want to have a go to distillery that's always going to provide me with something I'm going to enjoy. Um, I love their 12 year old. The 14 year old Caribbean Cast is one of my all time favorites. The 17 is delicious. The 21 year old Portwood's fantastic. Uh, I know there's some others I haven't tried, like I haven't tried the single barrel 15. Um, but all the ones I have had have just been absolutely rock-solid, delicious whiskies to drink. Mm. And so for me, the Balveni's in, not necessarily because I'm going to get any, any wow factor from it, but I'm going to get something that I just know is going to be fantastic forever. Mm. So that's my like, that's the rock, that's the foundation of which I've built, I've built my list on top of, knowing that no matter what, no matter what happens with the, with the other four, I've got the Balveni. Mm. That's your slab. That is your
1: slab. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree with everything you said, except for me, Balveni. or um, well, the Balveni is, uh, some of their whiskies are a huge wow factor for mine. Again, I've mentioned it before, very fortunate to go to the distillery, uh, ticks all my boxes in terms of what I discussed about taste, um, longevity, 8892 kickoff for them, um, and breadth and depth in their range. Continually impress me, David Stewart Master Blender. Like, there's so much history and the contributions that he's made. The ones you spoke about, uh, the you know the 14 to 12, just the, the straight off the bat the 12, but then they've got the 12 single barrel. Um, the 15 year old sherry single barrel is one of my faves. I'm very lucky to have the 43 year old straight from the cask. Is easily um, the best whiskey I've ever tasted uh so i love that then the you know the 21 portwood the 30 year old just class um and really for me though and we've discussed plenty of times whiskey is more about the stories and they've been really outstanding lately they've created a stories range which sort of it's all encompassing about the way they go about things and um, promoting part of their history and the people behind the scenes they're one of the Few distilleries that do everything on site, they grow the barley. Um, that you know, their are the coopers in there that's handed down that role. Some coopers have been there, you know, families for you know 60, 80 plus years. A long, huge history of those, those gentlemen involved in that. Um, so Balvenie, it's, it's no secret, it's, uh, it's my favorite distillery, and they do have that little, little hint of peat, they do the week of peat. Um, the the travel expression um, travel retail one the fourteen year old um, Peter, outstanding so they've got the sherry they've got the real class single malt version like where they just did a single barrel um, where they're just using burb and they've got that little bit of peat in there uh, the twenty one year old portwood it's just it, for me it's a it's a no brainer and it's the first one as you said that I thought of off the bat, and it's the best tour I've ever been on as well. And I think that's a tribute to the the, the amount of effort that goes in to the distillery. So I'm pretty biased there, but that's what I think. Definitely in. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Good good
0: wrap up. I actually think what we should definitely organise in the next couple of weeks, actually maybe we'll give it a couple of months and we'll source as many Balvenies as we can do and do a side-by-side tasting mm. up, up the years. I know we've we pretty much we've got the 12, the 14, 17, 21 covered. Let's get a couple of those extra bottles in and let's do a tasting. Gravity's um, in. So, Greg, your number two. What's the second one in
1: your list? So, this, yeah, this isn't in order, I hope, is it? How could I possibly... It was hard enough to get them to form. I can't gonna, put it in order.
0: I'm going to explain mine in a certain order, but um, it's not an order of best best or worst, no.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, for me, um, the Glendronic is in. Um, I'm a... I guess my favourite... Going into my when I really start getting into whiskey I was and I still am very partial to a sherry bomb and they've been they in my opinion um you yeah, know the the kings the masters um of of sherry influence and they've been that for a long period of time they've got some you know they've recently've done a review on the um the revival the the, the revival of the fifteen year old the twelve year olds outstanding. Um, the eighteen year old Aladis, I think, is probably to toss up between that and a 21 year old Parliament for mine as to, to their best expression. Each whiskey, each distillery is generally um, my experience anyway, they've, they've got a certain point um, at which they' they're really nailing it, and that, that can be, that can change with different casts, of course, but uh, I think the eighteen year old is for me that's been their most consistent expression. Um, named after James Aladis as part of the distillery. So I think it's very hard to look past that one because sometimes I don't wake up, as you suggested, and just hanging for a sherry bomb. Uh, but there are some some moments where you just like, you know what, I just need max flavour. And again, um, my boxes taste is there longevity since 1826 so that's that's there that's in um and the last part about the the depth in their range the different ones that they've got i've probably i've had five of theirs um a whiskey club exclusive i've then had you know the 12 the 15 the 18 the 21 um and so for me the the depth is there and they all have something a little bit different depending on the sherry cast that's been used so um definitely it, it had to be in, it was a toss-up between that and the. I only wanted to include one real sherry-focused distillery and it was that of the Glen Farkless and that's a little shout-out for them because I thought they were close and I got a, a really intimate tour with them, which was fantastic. Um, but I think for me, if, yeah, it's the only one. If I only wanted to include one of the sherry distilleries, then for me, I've, yeah, I've gone for the Glendronic. Okay.
0: Good mm. good shout. Um it's funny what you mentioned then because uh my second one is the Glen Parkless. Mm. Uh it's the second of my rock solid distilleries. Ones mm. I can bank on. Uh like I said, sometimes often I wake up and I'm looking for a sherry bomb now. One of my all time favorite whiskies is the Glen Parkless twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um I really enjoy the twenty five as well and the fifteen. Based on just those three whiskeys alone, um yeah. this entered my list because yeah, it's just a safe bet. It's an absolute safe bet that there's a little bit of class and luxury about the older ones. Um, and for me, the way my list had to, uh, had to evolve of the five whiskies, I wanted two that I could definitely bank on, and the, the Balvenie was the first. Clem is the second. Like I said, the 21 is one of my all-time favorite whiskies. It's like just full stop, and I really wanted to find a spot in there for it,
1: and, um, and I have. Yeah. Pretty straightforward, mate. Not much to say. Oh, look, it's... A, a, yeah, it, it should be that straightforward, Glen Farkas, to include it. So I'm a little bit... Again, I was tossing that one up. I've done the distillery tour. One of the few that are really... Like, that are family-owned and operated. It's a very, you know, homey feel to it. And um, they... they it was, it was straight after the Balvenie tour that I was lucky enough to do it. And they... I guess they... um they super-sized, they asked what the oldest one I had. So I had a 43-year-old about Benny. They trumped it with a, with a 50-year-old Glenn Farkless and um, an 86 cask family edition. That's the year I was born. So outstanding whiskeys, hard to say. But again, the point for me earlier about, I feel like some whiskeys just hit the right um, the right points in terms of the age. And for me, the 21... Uh, even against the 50 year old, the 21 was an outstanding outstanding drop. Um, yeah. but again, with the Glen Farkless, there you've also got 105, um, which is you know the car strength sherry bomb of any year. So it's a, it's a good distillery, really great choice, I reckon. Yeah,
0: yeah, and the other, I mean, the other thing is, I literally thought of it's me here, like, I don't have an endless bankroll, so. Mm. So me at the moment, I can afford to buy, you know, not every day, of course, but I can afford to buy a 21-year-old or a 25-year-old Them Parkless. They're, they're nicely priced for for that age of whiskey. Um, mm-hmm. where it's a little bit expensive, but it's not out of most people's price range for a little treat. Uh, so that's another reason that it was, a, it was a no-brainer for me. I could drink that a fair, a fair amount in the rest of my days. Hopefully long amount of days I can drink whiskey. Hey, yeah, you have plenty now. Yeah. Um,
1: number three, Greg, what do you got? Uh, so now we go a little little trip um, somewhere where I don't expect you uh, one of your whiskies to feature um, to Islay. Uh, so we're going repeated expressions for me. This one again ticks a lot ticks all three boxes. Um, from you know eighteen fifteen this distillery, it's got a huge breadth and depth in their range, and the taste is just like a fresh. Fresh ocean um, spray. So Lafroig for mine is my third option um, to yeah five to to stay with. They've got all bases covered for me because what they do really well. Obviously they're ten year old, real rock solid. Um, and sometimes you just need to go back to that to to really see where they're at and what they what they're about at the distillery. But they also do, you know, a triple wood, which is just three different casts, which just blend together perfect, perfectly. Um, they do the PX cast, which we've done and reviewed, and that actually got a, a decent, um, decent shout from you, given someone who doesn't is not really into Pete. Um, that sherry finish, yeah. So I think I think that caters for people as well. Um, the quarter casts so the smaller casts with more, more contact from. From, from the wood it really gets a quite an intense um, flavor but it re- it just accentuates that that finish so Lafroy for me um, ticks a lot of boxes I'm very fortunate to have a 25 year old um, car strength as well so uh, that'll be that'll be cracked at some point I'm hoping that you really get on the peat bandwagon big time soon um, because that I've had that as well as having a bottle of, I've been able to try that. Uh, and that's, that's an outstanding, outstanding drop. Time in cask, not always an indicator of excellent whisky, but um, it certainly helps, and I think their 25-year-old is a good example of that as well. But then even their law, I've had some great memories with the, the Lefroing law, uh, and there's so many. For me, it's a distillery that, and part of the choosing, the top five, is that I want to try a lot more of what they've got, and so that's, um, that's ticking that depth that they've got in their range. So, number three, Lefroy. I
0: like it, mate. I like it. Um, yeah, look, I didn't – spoiler alert here. I didn't put any Peter Whiskey in mine. And as much as you're, you might find it hard to believe, I didn't do that lightly uh, because I thought to myself, what if I forced myself – the same way I forced myself to enjoy beer when I was 18 years old. Yeah. What if I put myself in a position where I had to enjoy Peter Whiskey by – Having it as one of the only distilleries I could drink from. Now, you know, I'm slowly getting more into it. I am. I enjoyed an Rbeg 10 on World Rbeg Day. Um, and you know, the Bunner Hub 12 is delicious.
1: Yeah. I'm building. I'm building. Um, but I just I didn't find a spot. Now, my third Well, just just on that before you go, rest assured. See the Balveni again, they've got you covered. They do they do a couple of peter numbers so you're sweet if you do have that little hankering um you're away you're laughing there we go mm. now so first two rock solid no what do we
0: expect love everything they do Glen now we move on to my third and final scotch my third and final whiskey from scotland uh and that's Glenmorangie. orangey
1: now orangey as in orangey
0: there's an orangey with a Glen at the front. Glen Morangie. Now, i picked this because now we're getting into how I've shaped my list. I'm looking for variety. I'm looking for options. I'm looking for a little bit of something, something. Now, the Glen Morangie is their original is just rock solid. But they've got stacks of, like, they've got so many varieties that they put out. Just over and over again. Like the La Santa, the Quince of Rubens, delicious. They've got 12 and a 14-year-old. Neck the door. That's just their core range, Greg. Just that, that's mm-hmm. just straight up. Then we get into one of my favorite whiskeys of all time. Another, another one in my top 10 easily is the, um, the Signet. Absolutely delicious. They've got a, an 18-year-old, a 19-year-old, a 25-year-old. And, Greg, I'm on their website now, and mm-hmm. I'm just clicking. I, I mean, I, my fingers can't move fast enough for the amount of whiskeys that they've got. Mm-hmm. Endless amounts of options. The Alarta 2019, the Spios 2018, the Bacalata 2017. The Mil- milson it's got my name written there, Milshawn, but I'm sure they don't pronounce it like that, 2016. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, right? I've got options here. This is giving me options. I know mm-hmm. five or six of those, I've, had, I've probably had six of those that I know I love. I already love mm-hmm. these six whiskeys, and I'm happy to drink just those ones.
2: Mm-hmm. But they're
0: going to give me, for the next 50 years, probably another 100 whiskeys to try. Mm-hmm. Endless options. Mm-hmm. so if I know I like them and I know they're going to give me variety and give me options and they're going to continue to innovate try different barrels mix things up so much they're on my list mate well, they, are.
1: Yeah, they are they've got yeah. to be have to be couldn't not be with Good that not. sort of enthusiasm that sort of passion I, I don't know why it's number, num, number one for you but I'm, I'm very happy with that that was it's a bloody hard one for me to leave out and I'm not surprised that you've, you couldn't leave it out um, because, you know, another day, another time, next week, even um, maybe Glenmorangie gets a run. I think it's just the consistency, their original, oof, just it's tasty. It's it's cheapest chips, really, in you know the world of whiskey, but it's it's tasty. And when I, a couple of times I've, I've sort of tried to get, um, you know, a couple of mates in the whiskey, the safest one for me, if they're not whiskey drinkers at all, um, is that nectar Door that, wine, that French wine cast, um, finish, shut the gate. Um, there's just so much to like about it. And then, as you said, you've got those other ones, the Quint of the the Signet, dark chocolate coffee. You're finishing that. If you ever feel maybe you're waking up, you don't have that, that little hankering that you have about the sherry bomb. You want the coffee. So you reach for the Signet instead. You're sorted. That's right. Yeah. And, um, look, yeah.
0: As I said, it, it might not make the list for me, Glamourangi, of like what I yeah. think the best distilleries are, mm. but to pick a distillery that's going to consistently give me options mm. as my life goes on, it's an absolute no brainer, mate. They're
1: in. Mm. And, um, well, for hour, again, with the coffee options and those sort of things, it could be, it could well be um, the five liquids for life from your point of view. Hold the yes. whisky. This is the fluid that I'm putting in my body for life. And Order. I've got all that, I've got bracky. I've got dessert, I've got a little, little pick-me-up number. Um, I'm a little bit, little bit flat, a little bit, I'm by the fire. Yep, give me a bell of any week of Pete. I'm, I'm on, yep. Finn, Orangey.
0: All right, that's my three so far. We've got two each to go, Greg. Where you at for number four?
1: Where do you think I'm going, Sean? I'm going Pete, I'm going Isla. Where am I going? Well,
0: we went LaFroy picked that like a do, you know, as that was obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, I don't know where you're going Maybe, maybe you're going some um, Highland Park mm. Maybe mm-hmm. you're going some Talisker
1: Yeah, um, a, little, a little Google search will help you with Highland Park When we're talking about um, Isla But we'll go with What did you know it was Isla, you said Peter Okay, yep we're going, um, we're going with, well you mentioned it, you talked about it You tried it on the official day You cannot not not have Ardbeck. It's um, a, a simple, a simple click on the website when you look at um, their whiskey, and this is a quote of, I'd love to argue with, I just can't. And it, the first thing it says is Ardbeg, beg, sorry, has been called as close to perfection as makes no difference by whiskey connoisseurs. Now that's a statement. Is that your statement? That is a statement, and that's arrogance. Yeah, it's not them though. They're whiskey kind of they've 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 said that, um, so that that they're they've wiped their heads clean of any any that's arrogant so comment there. Um, and the ten year old, which is that the one you tried on Ardbeg? Day? Is that right? Yep. Yep. Delicious. Um, lovely. Good. Keeps giving, and that's what I like about Ardbeg. They just keep giving. You think you're finished. You've had your sip. You've let it. You know you your old factory's really got a taste for it. And then it just keeps coming up. You're breathing it. And so often debate uh, lots of forums about the is the Oogadale better, or the Corrie, which one's better? Um, I've had both. I don't know. Um, depends on, on what you're looking for. Uh, but then they've got the committee releases. So I think this year was the, the 20th year of their committee release. And the Ardbeg Black was this year. So they've gone. they've gone New Zealand. They've gone the Kiwis. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a Pinot finish, uh, Kiwis, you know, New Zealand does some fantastic Pinot red wine. And so then to, to go there, to search and to come back and, and build, is, um, it impressed me. And I've had that and it's outstanding. So again, for the consistency that they do, mm-hmm. I believe, oh, I don't want to commit now. No, I've started the sentence, but it's beggar Laphroaig that you, you get a piece of their, you can, you can own a part of their soil. Um, as when you buy a bottle, pretty sure it's in the Lafrogue now that I've said it. But either way, I'm sure they'd do it. Just quote the whiskey brothers; they'll give you a bit of turf. But they—they're classy. Their their reviews are always outstanding. They've done it for a long period of time. The taste is there. But what I really like about them, because I know um, someone like yourself, not huge into peat yet, is that I find that a whiskey that's um, that really, it's real complex. So you, you've got to go, you've got to come back again and again, and it opens up little little cache of water, and you go back to it, um, and it just keeps giving. So I, I I couldn't go past Ardbeg. They every time the committee release cam come comes out, I put my name down. Do I always get one straight away? No, I missed out this year for a week, um, which is which is a testament to how popular they are. But uh, this isn't a popularity contest, but nonetheless. I'd, um, I'd definitely want to keep trying what they've come up with. When they, when they go to the Kiwis and come back with something, that's a, that's a sign of, of um, you know, just distillers that are serious of what they're doing. Yep. Yep. Good. No,
0: I'm, I'm okay with you having that
1: in because I probably,
0: uh, if I was going to pick one peated whiskey to be in, it'd probably be that one.
1: Mm, I thought you would have gone bunny, but there you go. Uh, be now, I like the Pine 12. I did, but
0: if I was going to pick a Petered whiskey, I'm going all in. Yeah. I'd go all in on, um, on our beg. Now, my number four, Greg, I'm leaving Scotland. I'm out. I've got enough from Scotland. They've given me enough mm. because I'm happily just drink those three scotches the rest of my life. So now I need something different. Now I've woken up in the morning. I feel like something a little different. There's no doubt to me that I absolutely love Irish whiskey and I had to have some Irish whiskey in there. I couldn't imagine never drinking Irish whiskey again. To be frank, Greg... I can't believe you haven't got an Irish whiskey in yet. Be Sean.
1: Don't be Frank. Frank's taking them. Stick with Sean. But we'll I've got a feeling we might be at Teeling. Is that right? We are at Teeling, Greg. Mm. I love Teeling. Um, mm.
0: Straight up, like just, you know, in just full stop. Teeling single malt. It's relatively cheap. It's like 75 bucks a bottle. It's one of my mm. favorite bottles of whiskey. Absolutely love Teeling single malt. Um, I love their, just their typical sort of Irish blended whiskey. The, um, the small batch. Uh, they've got a single grain. They've got a single pot still. And then they get into some older, um, more funky, uh, more aged um, whiskies. I've got a bottle of the Brabazon too. Um, they do some vintage releases. They're really innovative, funky distillery that is, again, in the same sort of vein as Glenmorangie. They're giving me different things. They're going to continue to evolve. They're going to continue to adapt. Um, they're going to try
1: things. And I want, to be able to face those things. Yeah, you want to take on the line that is life, the defensive line, and have options. You want someone running through behind you for a chip and chase. You want an inside ball. You want a cut-out pass option. You want to bomb across field. You want options, and I think I think Teeling will deliver that for you. Teeling's got me options. So
0: that's, that's my Irish whiskey entrant. Um, like I said, I've got two rock solids. I've got an innovative, like, options giving me different Flavors and and um, different whiskies to explore in the Glenmorangie. and i have got the same with the Irish. I've the straight up, just Irish whiskey teeling, which is delicious. But then they also, like I said, they do the single grain, they do the single malt, they do the single pot still. Um, they do some older age statements that they're playing around with this, different casks as well. Um, I mean, the small batch is aged in bourbon and then it goes into a rum cask, so just straight up that that's their entry level whiskey. Um, so. They're trying things and I'm all about them
1: trying things and me trying the things that they're trying. Yeah, well, I think you're safe as, uh, safe as doogie houses, brother, because, yeah, they're, I mean, they're in the heart of Dublin, done the distillery tour, it's classy and they're very, they really honour their traditions and history where they've been. Um, but on their, their website says exactly the same thing that came across on the tour, that they're... Uh, They're respectful and they're um, proud of their past, but they're really looking at the future. Um, And what that might be, they're they're at the forefront of some really good um, expressions there that you mentioned. And they're going vertical, in my opinion. Um, Never had a bad feeling. Good experience of distillery, which helps, which links some emotion. But I I feel like that's um, going to be rock solid and you're safe. You're going to have options, definitely.
0: All right. So... That's four, Greg. What's bringing... Um, so let's just recap. You've got, you've got the Balvenie. You've yep. got Glendronach. Glendronach, yep. You've got uh, Lefroy. You've got Ardbeg. And rounding out the top five whiskey distilleries that you can only ever drink from ever, from now on, and we're going to hold you to this, yeah. is, <laughs> yeah. is what? Look, it's... Oh. I feel like this is not going to be Irish,
1: and I'm going to be upset. Oh yeah, get real upset real quick. Um, hand on heart, I really wish I could find uh, an Australian whiskey to put in there, um, but it doesn't tick all the boxes for me. There's not a huge depth of range in any distillery. There's some outstanding whiskies that Australian whis- whiskey distilleries do, but it doesn't tick the box boxes. It's got the yeah, the really good ones, and um, the taste buds go wild for. Uh, but the history is clearly not there Um, the the breadth and depth of range for me um, I haven't tried too much so I can't comment on that Um, so for me it's not there so no Irish very hard like when you were talking about that for me not to have another Irish whiskey (sighs) triple distillation wow more copper contact smoother smoother the juice have I have I changed you have I changed your fifth option you go on the fly. Mm. Oh, I could do it on the fly, but we're not going to talk about the same thing so we're we're going to move forward. I've gone for an innovation uh there's no scenario where you would have would have picked this haven't we just spoken about it before um what i' what i have thought i I would have picked this no but i I love what they do I love what they're about uh Brilatti, and so they're responsible they They do three very different um ranges. Obviously, the brulatti, which is an unpeated expression that they do, which is a huge, just barley, just almost tastes just, just grain. Um, outstanding little selection there that they've got. Um, they also do the port charlotte, so heavily peated sort of mum, but not too heavily peated, but it's, it's a really delicious and tasty range that they do. Um, and Optimore, which needs no introduction, I would think. Um, regarded as the, the most heavily peated whiskey in the world, um, ranging from, I think their range, they're probably up to a leg's 11 these days or higher, but they're looking at the optimal. They started at maybe five and they did 5.1, 5.2, et cetera. Um, and their they're PPM, so peat per million, their numbers are just simply astronomical. So we're looking at it generally, I think most of them around 170-ish mark um, for peat. Um, and they go vertical from that um that that might be a bit of tax actually but it could be there's one i know there's one uh that's 300 and something ppm um lots of the generally peated whiskies that you try around the 20ish mark or thereabouts um, but between a hundred you know high hundreds a couple of low ones but then up to 300 200 ppm that's That's something that I'd like to sink my teeth into if I'm drinking this for the rest of my life. I like the idea of just just getting it. Um, it's a challenge, I'd see it as a challenge. I do enjoy a couple of them. Um, I've tried them at the airport and they're just it's innovation.com forward slash whiskey, in my opinion. They really took it on, started as a bit of a a bit of a discussion of what if at the distillery, and they've come up with it. They continually impress um, almost all of the expressions that they've done for Optimore has been well received and highly highly awarded. But again to have that option from one distillery to go, you know, we'll go, they do a little organic bar bear barley one, um you know, the classic Laddie, the Laddie 10, those sort of ones um to your port Charlotte, again very different flavors, um, but again a lot more peat focused coming through. And then the juggernaut, the, I don't know what you planned on eating or drinking or doing anything for the next seven days in your, in your mouth, but this is a whiskey and you're going to you your, you know, wrap your laughing gear around it. It's just in your face. But to be able to get through and pick through some flavors and allow it to open up um, is something that I want to be part of. And I, I feel like they're going to continue, continually move forward. Those at home, if you want to jump on their website, they're big on not to pronounce it properly, but terroir, which is essentially the environment, and so they're, they're a huge focus. Different parts of their distillery, different farmlands, um, produce different parts of their whiskey. Um, they also do a little gin number, so um, not that it's part of it, but there's options there. Um, so I'm pretty happy with that. But yeah. I really like the fact that they're very um, in tune and intuitive about the way that they're using. The environment and the impact that it's making on the cars. so uh, i've gone yeah briladi number five so tough there's some huge emissions but i've yep. got all five scotches again that had to i had to it ticked my longevity i could have gone irish definitely um i still think that they probably did start whiskey but um i could have gone irish but i, I couldn't turn down any of those five
0: yeah well look good list good list uh I, I'm i rounding my number five off with... Bottle kill. Bottle kill. Just a sneaky bottle kill. Greg's just killed the Iniquity uh, Whiskey Club version. Is that correct? Correct. Yep. Absolutely. Great whiskey. Great, great Australian distiller. Mm-hmm. Um, distillery. Now, my list is rounded off, Greg, with... To be perfectly honest, if I was going to name... No, the top ten distilleries, like just full stop. Who I think the top ten distilleries are, mm-hmm. this is not on that list. Mm. This probably wouldn't make the top twenty distilleries. Let's drink it forever then. <laughs> Correct. Yep. But what you've got to understand is that I've, like I said, I've put this on my list for a very specific to serve a very specific function you know, for a very specific reason. Controversy. Well, not controversy. No, no. Because no. I've got, I've got whiskeys I already love. Yeah. I've got Balvenie. I've got Glen so That's enough. That is enough. That's literally enough. I've also Mm -hmm. thrown in Glenmorangie and Teeling. I'm happy. I'm happy, mate. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything else. Mm -hmm. So what happens, Greg, though, when I wake up in the
1: morning and I want a bourbon? Mm -hmm.
0: Can't have it. Classified as whiskey, can't have it.
1: Nah, leave Dave Stewart on it, mate. He'll sort it out. Get you a bourbon. I'm get you one.
0: Not on the list, mate. So... I had to throw it on there. I had to throw a bourbon out there. Now I've admittedly am very new to the world of bourbon and rye whiskey. Rye whiskey is another one I love. Yeah. Uh, but there is a long, long, long history of uh, whiskey making in America. And yeah. I am going to enjoy, uh, thankfully this, what we're talking about here isn't true. And I'm going to enjoy experimenting with a lot of different bourbons moving forward. But for the purposes of today, I've picked what is currently my favorite bourbon and which is currently probably in my top three ryes that I've had as well, and that is Michters. As in Victor's, yeah, Victor's with an M, Mictas with no V, Victor's with an M and spelt differently to Victor's. Correct, <laughs> but sounds like Victor's. Differently
1: throughout, but it sounds like it. Yeah,
0: now I love the Mictas bourbon. Mm. I love the Michters rye, and I just thought,
1: would you say it's Victor's with a mouthful?
0: It's a mouthful of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I just put it on the list because like I said, uh, at four, I'm happy. So I wanted some variety. I wanted to throw a bourbon in there. I I desperately wanted to put an Australian whiskey in there, but I just thought for me at this point, I grew up in my early or late teens, early twenties, just drinking bourbon with Coke, of course, like everyone did. Uh, there's just too much attachment to bourbon for me to, to not drink bourbon ever again. Mm. So I had to throw one in there. I'm really enjoying the mixers at the moment. And maybe if we, I mean, I'm sure if we did this question again in a couple of years from now, mm. I reckon probably three or maybe even the first four would still be the same. Definitely two or three of those would definitely still be in the list. Uh, and maybe the Mictus list is out. But right now, if I had to drink that bourbon and that rye for the rest of my life, as the only alternatives that I have to Scotch and, and Irish whiskey, I'm okay with that. So that's why it's made my list.
1: Look, it's go, it's great. I'm pleased you've done it. I'm pleased so, I don't have to. It's not in my five, but you're happy with it and you like variety. It's a spicer. So
0: come around fun. my place, mate. Can you have yourself a of bourbon?
2: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Um. That was fun. I enjoyed that. Now you know what I uh, we we've touched on it before. I think we. I think a great little uh, tasting for us, just personally for us, but also what might be interesting for people here would be that Balvenie tasting. Mm. Um, but um, the other thing I thought would be good would be, so we've just done the top five. What if we did, and I think five's too short, what if we did our top 10
1: all-time listeners? It's I mean, it's got the fans excited. <laughs> um, it sounds like, a, like an animal of an idea, yeah. <laughs> Mate, That's- I feel like you're barking up the right tree there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely
0: barking up the right tree. So, um, mm. yeah, uh, I think that'd be a good one. Now, I really enjoyed that. Five distilleries each. We picked one, so you had nine to choose from there. I think if you had all nine of those to choose from for the rest of your life, you're pretty happy. You're pretty smitten. You've got everything covered,
1: except for Australia.
0: Except and- for Australia. Now, oh, I do want to mention quickly before we before we end it, I've got four whiskies that were. Four distilleries, sorry, that were close, but but quite
1: the no cigars list. That's what we've got.
0: I've got two Australians, uh, Sullivan's Cove and Lime Burners. Both I love those distilleries. We're close, but I just couldn't put them on. The Glendronach, the Glendronach, which uh, I know was on your list, was very mm-hmm. close to being on my list as well. And the Glengoyne, Greg. Mm. Glengoyne, I, I like, uh, top of my head, I've had three or four of their whiskies and I love them all. So, again, that was another one that nearly made the list. However, I just thought i probably like the other ones a little bit more. And I bought there a bit, not same-same, but they're similar to the other ones that I picked, and I don't need more of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could you could just start with the Glens and, and be happy. Uh, Glen Morangy was a tough one for me to leave out. But, I mean, there's a lot more. Barna Harbin, Class, outstanding. Um, Sutherlands Cove, of course. Um, Probably too many. I mean, Redbreast, multiple award winner. I've, I've I've had th- four of their range, the 12, the 12 cast strength, the 15 and 21. Uh, that's enough. I'd be happy with that if I just cop them for you know bottle of them each. Uh, yeah, so there's that's some perfect. there's some huge emissions really. Um, and then you, you look at your your ones away from Scotland, Ireland, Australia, Caballan and, and things like that. So there, I mean, there's there's a lot out there. And it's a beauty with whiskey. It's just what you like, what you enjoy. So. The,
0: other, the other one I thought was interesting and missed out completely was um, Japanese whiskey. Mm. Mm-hmm. I blame them for that. Right. just don't think okay. they're producing enough. And it's too expensive. Mm. I haven't tasted enough. The one I have tasted, absolutely have enjoyed. The Yamazaki 12, Hibiki 12. Love these whiskeys. Uh, I love them when they're $150 a bottle, not when they're uh, upwards of two, three, four, five hundred dollars $500 a bottle. You still love them. You just don't, don't love their price. You love them. not going to pay that for them, so I couldn't, uh, couldn't put them on my list. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. All right. Well, thanks for your, um, thanks for your input, mate, as always. Mm, yeah, thank you for yours. Yeah. Enjoy those five right. whiskey distilleries for the rest of your life. I'll enjoy mine. I will. I'm just sipping on a Glen going now. Like I said, there's a big up you to that list. I'm glad it's not real. Glad it was a made-up thing. It was fun to do. Stressful for me, Um, but fun. And um, now I can go on and uh, continue to drink whatever I want to drink. Easy. Thanks, guys.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: Guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, Take care. We'll be back soon with more from the Whiskey Brothers.